Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold postgame show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Not fully over just yet, but it's over as the Green Bay Packers are going to get their 10th win of the season, 31-24 right now with uh, just over a minute remaining in this contest at Ford Field where Aaron Rodgers has been simply spectacular today, accounting for the four touchdowns that the Green Bay Packers uh, put up on the board. And uh, obviously he threw for three. He ran for one today. He's done it all. Welcome to the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside. And, Gary, um, I, I mean, you can kind of look at this one and say, where do you want to start? But this is a game, again, that was a, a hard-fought game over at Ford Field. And I know some people are going to say, well, the defense didn't do this and the defense didn't do that. The defense did enough to win the game today, and that's all you asked of them going over that place. Right, and you keep asking yourself, is defense good enough to help you get into the Super Bowl? And it just feels like that it isn't. I mean, and then you look at the special teams, reared his ugly head once again. I mean, those same problems that that we have seen out of the Green Bay Packers, maybe for all season long, is still reared his ugly head. I mean, because you're going to play teams that are better than Detroit. I mean, let's just face facts when you get to the playoffs. And are teams in the playoffs going to – allow you to come back and still make touchdowns and I say no I think I think it's going to get tighter I think the Green Bay Packers must play better on defense and special teams if if you think that they want to win the Super Bowl if the Super Bowl is the goal for you or if getting to the Super Bowl they just can't win this way Bill I mean I think you look at uh the, the defense early on and if you really want to beat the Green Bay Packers it is by if you can have a ball control offense Take your time, run the clock, short passing game, keep Aaron Rodgers on the field. And some teams have been able to do that. The Detroit Lions started to do that. They started out doing that. I'm just still looking for that game where I just don't feel in my stomach and get real nervous that is this a Super Bowl team. Am am I going crazy here? I don't know if I get on the radio and say this every single game. Is I'm just looking for that sign that this – 
I don't want to say perfect, but this is as close to a perfect team as there is. You got 12 guys on the field at this particular it, – it is it is unacceptable to have 12 guys on the field on your right. defense. I mean, you just can't have those type of plays. And it just – and they make these silly mistakes. You you, you know, you, you had too many penalties on the defense side of the ball. And, and, and I, I just think in the playoffs, those things like that are going to cost you. Sorry. 100% agree. 855-830-8648. They do enough to win. But, the, well, you know, the question always is, will they do enough to get deep into the postseason and ultimately to a Super Bowl? And they just make too many mistakes along the way. And they have not – and, again, what you're asking for is not that dominating game. You're asking for just a clean game. Just clean. a clean game. Yes. You know, come out with your assignments, do what you're supposed to do. Everybody's going to have a mistake here and there. But just don't make them just dumb mistakes. You know, just don't just don't we do the stupid today. things. Yes. And they and between that, the defensive holding penalties, obviously, right? like you mentioned, the 12 men on the field, and all in one drive when you just allowed Detroit to climb back into this thing. And, and uh, you know, to make it a little bit closer maybe than the game actually was. 31-24, the Green Bay Packers get a win. And, yes, it's a seven-point win, but – uh, nevertheless, it was uh, it, it was not clean in the latter portion of that game, we'll say. Uh, if you want to chime in, do it. Uh, Gary Ellerson, you can find him over on Twitter, at Gary Ellerson. You can find me, at Bill underscore Michaels. Want to get your thoughts. Um, I know you and I were asked the same question. I don't know if anybody out there ever found out. I didn't see any official announcement about Rashawn Gary, but all of a sudden, he just wasn't He's not in. there. He no, wasn't, there, wasn't there, and I, no. I didn't know why. I never heard anything as far as a uh, an injury report or anything on him. Did, we didn't no, hear anything, I, I right? Didn't, I didn't see anything either. All of a sudden, you just look around and you just haven't seen him play. And that's Packers, strange. Packers, by the way, winning today, clinched the NFC North. They control their own destiny to the number one seed in the NFC as well. We'll get you caught up on the rest of the NFC uh, coming up here in just a moment. But uh, nevertheless, Packers are in the postseason again. Yet another NFC North. This it it means something, right? I mean, this means something. I mean, but by the way, when I say the Packers have clinched not only the NFC but they control their own destiny, the Saints fell today and they go to ten and three. They got beat by right. the Eagles. The Eagles were up seventeen to nothing at one point in this game, and uh, while the uh, Saints came storming back, the Eagles were able to put up just enough twenty four twenty one. The Eagles end up getting their fourth win of the season. They beat the Saints in Philly. And therefore, the Packers are now the top seed in the NFC, and the and the Saints don't forget still have Kansas City yet to play, which is right. th- this was one of those surprising games, right? Right, right, right. I mean, Philly comes in and they they jump up like you say, seventeen nothing, Bill, and they hold on and get the win. And now the Green Bay Packers it, it controls that first round by. Uh, in the playoffs, and and I think that that's a great thing. I mean, listen, I know I'm complaining, but there's a lot to be thankful for in, in this game. But uh, you know, you just feel like the clock is ticking on the Green Bay Packers, and I I should say, let's be specific for me. I just feel like the clock is ticking on Aaron Rodgers. Right? Can he get back to another Super Bowl? Can he right. win one more? Uh, than Aaron Rodgers, and I, and I must say, Bill, because we give this guy a lot of grief, a lot of times. MVS today had just a huge breakout yes. game. I, I I would say probably the best game of his, his career, career as yeah. far as catching the – I mean, just the way he caught the football and the concentration that he had, hand-catching the football. He probably had his best game of his career. Now, 
if he can be consistent, that's what we want out of these young guys. If they can put it together now, put it back. Come on, let's have another good game next week like that. And, and listen, he could be a real ball player in, in this offense, ascending ball player. You look on the defensive side, you talked a little bit about Gary. Yeah, he disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. But here's another guy that's ascending right now defensively. Savage, you saw, again, make some splash plays defensively. I feel like ascending. So you've got three young guys there that I think are trying to are trying to turn the corner here and make some plays for this Packers team. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. You want to chime in, go ahead and do so. Here's something to think about. The Packers right sure. now sitting at 10-3, and three, the top seed in the NFC. And when you look around what's going on in the rest of the NFC, the Saints fall to a lesser team. I mean, had, this, had the Packers gotten beat, say, by Philadelphia, or had the Packers gotten beat, say, you know, by, uh, you know, pick a team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah. when they struggled with them, you know, we'd, yeah. we'd have been going crazy. Right. But the Saints, they fall to Philadelphia. Right. So do we look at the Saints and go, they're, they're, oh, they're terrible. No, I, I think a lot of people still say, yeah, the Saints are still a good team. Drew Brees is going to come back, blah, blah, blah. But are the Packers the top seed in the NFC? Well, they are the top seed in the NFC. I mean, that's where they are. You, you have to say that. Um, but I, I don't know if you're a Packer fan, if you don't feel just a little uneasiness, I guess it is, in the pit of your stomach. If, But maybe that's the new NFL, right? They wanted parity, parity in the league, and that's what they have. And mm-hmm. and so you on any given day, any, any given Sunday, you see that teams can be beat. I mean, you look right now. Uh, the Washington football team is beating San Francisco. Right. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, so you look around the league. I mean, Seattle uh, lost a heartbreaking game last week. And so you just don't know um, what, what how this plays out. The Rams now seem to be an ascending team. You saw Tampa Bay get a huge win today. Um, but right now, the Packers are at the top. I, I just think, though, Bill – momentum swing plays, right? Special team plays that what is is hurting the Packers will hurt them because those are big plays that can hurt you. Are you looking at holding penalties on the defense and keep drive going? I mean, like, if you're going to give Tom Brady more opportunities to score, he's going to get you, Bill. I mean, they may be the last seed, right, coming in, or Minnesota may be the last seed coming in, but Delvin Cook is probably one of the hottest players right now in the league today. You can't keep giving those guys opportunities to score. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Uh, some people chiming in. You look, uh, they said, this t- defense is painful to watch at times. Oh, my God, it is. Dewey says, uh, I see it every week. Our defense has no fight in them. Uh, sure, they're getting a few sacks, but where's our coverage on people? We have uh, a chance to get to, a, to get the division, and we are playing soft. Let's go wake up. Uh, and then uh, Mike Pettin has got to go at the end of this year. Can they replace him now? Uh, no, you're not going to replace. They're not going to replace now. him now. Not, well, you're, you're, the, no. you're the best team in the NFC, and you're going to get rid right. of the uh, defensive coordinator. No, it's just not going to happen right now. Can't do that today. What um, wrong with you people? Uh, this one's from Dennis, who says uh, this defense is never going to help us win a Super Bowl. Uh, they're the boat anchor, like in previous years. Um, this one is from Steve, who says this is it. I'm so blank. I threw something on my television today. Brian Gutekinds has Don't to go. That. If this is the kind of crap he's going to put out. Uh, him and Mike Pettin need to be rowed out of town on a rail. Who does? Uh, uh, meaning Brian Gutekinds. Um, Why? And I, oh, because of the, the talent that they because have? Because of the defense, yeah. Uh, uh, this one's from John. says, I'm going to get a chance to watch uh, what should have been a Green Bay Packer 
T.J. Watt's going to be in uniform tonight. Uh, Ted Thompson was asleep at the wheel. This is the way this operation or this way this organization organization operates. Uh, no respect. The defense is terrible. I mean, this is all anybody's talking about today. It, well, that's the, all they're the talking whole, about. The whole T.J. Watt thing, and that was the smartest guy in the room pick, right? Right. You get you back out of that position. You get two for one. You get. Mm-hmm. You get Kevin King, and you get what's the other guy for the Badgers? I think he went down to Miami. Now he blew his Achilles out up from me. I think he's from Wisconsin Rapids. Well, you pick yeah. him up at outside backer. Uh, yeah, Vince Beagle, and they ben they Vince went Beagle, for the yeah. old two for one, and it just didn't work out. I mean, they, and the guy is sitting right there, just sitting right in front of your face. I mean, I for the life of me, I don't, I, I can't figure that pick out to say, you know. Because it wasn't about – because sometimes, Bill, the Packers don't want to pick Badger guys because they think there's too much pressure on them yeah. to come in and perform. That's the thing at 1265. But you wouldn't pick one anyway. So it really couldn't be that, right? It couldn't be that. that you, so, yeah, smartest guy in the room, they, they failed on that. Uh, this one's uh, off of Twitter. says, Jason, hey, guy, your guy's take on MBS is so right. They got him uh, involved early with a catch, got him going like you guys said which are Michael Finley, and again, you stated nobody is saying that he's Finley, but getting him the rock early breeds confidence, and then playing in Detroit is tough anyway. Uh, you guys were right. Um, we're not right very often, but we'll, we'll take it when you want to say we're right. Well, you, well, <laughs> well, well that, that, that will be on you, Bill. I, I just don't think he's consistent enough. I mean, I, I still think if you, if you throw him a ball the very first play of the game, he's liable to drop it. That's yeah. just my thought on him. I mean, but if he catches so, it, his confidence confidence seems to if, grow. If, this was if his he best catches game. it, I mean, he if he I, it's just me, I need to see more. If he catches it, he liable to come back the next one and drop a bomb. Yeah. He's just he's just so inconsistent that way. He just he at right now he is just a inconsistent player, and you just hope that he can just stack some success onto that to try to give you. Uh, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but for me, I don't see it. And try to give you that idea: if if we can get him going early, then he'll have a game. To me, I just don't see if you get him going early, he won't drop another one. It just feels like that he will. I His mean, I, I just game? I just hadn't seen enough, but he was just absolutely dynamite today. You are correct because he was six targets, six catches, 85 yards, averaged 14.2 yards per catch, his longest being 21 yards, and did uh, dent the end zone at one point as well. So, the end zone catch was just phenomenal. And the reason why that was awesome, Bill, is because he caught it with his hand and snatched it right. in. He had a guy draped all over his back. If we can get that from him Week in and week out, that makes this offense so much more dangerous than it ever could be. Because there's nobody yep. on this team offensively that can do what he can do as far as the speed, size is concerned. Yeah, I mean, Devontae, don't get me wrong, he's outside. But another, they don't have another guy like him. Like, really, St. Brown and Lazard, to me, are kind of the same guy. But you you look at MVS, he's got the same size but more speed than than those guys. He's just gotta mm-hmm. be just gotta become more consistent. 855-830-8648. We want to get your reaction. The Packers get a win. They clinch the NFC North. They now have the top spot in the NFC. They are tied at 10-3 and with the New Orleans Saints, but because of the head-to-head, they uh, they own the tiebreaker, which means if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, the Packers would have the first round bye. 
there, then followed by New Orleans, who is already in as well. Uh, Seattle, who is at nine and four, and the Rams both at nine and four. Also, uh, then you got Tampa Bay with a big win. Arizona sitting at seven and six, and then last but not least would be the Minnesota Vikings, as they are a half game better. I shouldn't say half game, but they are the the tiebreaker better, yeah, because of the win over the Chicago Bears. But the Bears yeah. get a big win with Mitch Trubisky going off today. So good, Mitch showed up. Uh, and the Bears get a There's win in San Francisco. One. Yeah. Yep. Do you trust him to be that way next week? No. <laughs> no. Nope. Don't ever ask me to trust, trust Mitch Trubisky. I never <laughs> will. you trust him to do that next week? This guy. No. No, that'll never happen. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, 26 of 33. At one point, he was perfect in this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was something like 10 or 11 for 11. But 290 yards, three touchdowns, his longest being that 56-yard pitch and catch to Devontae Adams. Thir- 133.6 was his quarterback rating. And he ran six times, 13 yards, and ran six yards for a touchdown in this one. And I thought it was interesting because early on in this game, they ran Aaron Jones a couple of times, and then all of a sudden it was the Jamal Williams show. And I thought, well, something happened to Aaron Jones. Well, he came on in a big way. Uh, He was averaging almost five and a half points or five and a half yards per carry. But by the time the the day was done, 15 carries, 69 yards, 4.6 yards per carry. Uh, Jamal Williams, 10 carries, 38 yards today, his longest being a nine-yard carry. And between um, those two guys, 107 yards. You just see the breaking news on Aaron Jones today? No. He's getting a new agent. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. So see if you can find that. I think Rob Domofsky uh, posted that, I think, on Twitter that he is firing his agent and looking for a new counsel. Looking, And that's not good. That's not good at all. Okay. I mean, you thought that this guy would have had a deal done by right now, and he hadn't got it done. And now I, he's looking to find a new agent. And apparently, yeah, he's seeking out representation. He heads into the final month of the season with an expiring contract. Uh, The two sides have been in ongoing negotiations, but we're unable to reach any deal. They're at a stalemate. Uh, They're going back to starting over. No paperwork has been filed with the NFLPA yet to uh, name his new agent, but he has fired his agent now looking for a new one. Never good. Not good. Never good. Because, listen, and I'm just saying, I'm being truthful here. I like Jamal Williams, but he is not Aaron Jones. No, if he's they not. think if they think that they can they can win some games with Williams, but he he just Aaron Jones is just so much more explosive. I mean, I I just and it's going to cost him a, a pretty penny. So I I, I mean I I'm not in their pockets. I don't know what it, it's going to cost them. I'm not the salary cap guy. I don't do all that kind of stuff. But I just know from a football standpoint. Aaron Jones is a better football player than Jamal Williams. He just is. Yep. Let's do this. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about that. Start taking your phone calls as well. The Packers get a win. They go to 10-3. and They clinch the NFC North 31-24 the final. we got more of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. How did Green Bay's first score of the game happen? Who helped to put the points on the board? It's time for the Schulze Family Beef score of the game. Schulze Family Beef, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm to your family table. Check out their selection and place your order today at SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. 
Packers get a win 31-24, the final. They clinch the NFC North. They are right now the top seed in the NFC, and uh, they, uh, they're they in, man. Playoff spot clinched, NFC North clinched. Top seed of the NFC. We'll wait and see how that plays out, but don't forget, you still got New Orleans who has to go and play Kansas City. First score of the game, again, brought to you by Schulze Family Farms. Beef, pitch and catch, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. Take a listen. to the inside and there he goes for a Packers touchdown number 14 to lead the NFL this year for Devontae Adams and number 37 for Aaron Rodgers to lead the NFL as well what a duo this is there you have it that is brought to you by our good friends at Fox and also brought to you by Schulze Family Farms Beef providing high quality pasture raised beef for three generations from the Wisconsin Family Farm to your family table Check them out on the web. Go to Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. That is SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Let's get to the phone calls. Uh, Ty, listening to us in Philadelphia. Ty, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's up, It's a win, man. Yeah, man. uh, I was uh, a little bit more encouraged and proud of this win today, man. It was always going to be a tough game. The last six games that we went to Detroit, they've been giving us you know, a hard time. So, I mean, I'm a little bit more proud of this win. Uh, as far as the defense, I think that I didn't go crazy over the defense today because I think that w- what they did today, despite the penalties or without the penalties, that's the best that they could put on the field. Um, those other two corners, I didn't really care for how they played King and, uh, and 39 in the slot. I think that they uh, zeroed in on, the, on them guys, especially 39 in the slot. But the safeties play well. Um, the linebackers are what they are at this point. Uh, they don't really have a coverage linebacker. Um, so I think besides the penalties, that the defense played the best that they could play. Um, I, I haven't been crazy about the front as far as uh, the pressure all year. I think they gave you four, four sacks today. I think that's probably the best that they're going to give you. Um, but uh, you're looking at, the, the the best team in the NFC in Green Bay. You're looking at the MVP of the league in Green Bay. Um, and that's where we're at. Uh, I think, you know, the Packers need to finish this off the right way these last three games. Um, the jury is not – I mean, the jury is still out for me as far as making it to the Super Bowl because I think the quarterbacks that they're going to see, like Gary said a couple minutes ago, when you go up against Tom Brady and you're giving him – three and four extra chances. What do you think he's going to do? What do you think Russell Wilson is going to do? What do you think Drew Brees is going to do? So um, I think when you go against quarterbacks like Matthew Stafford or even higher on the two pool, this is what you're going to get out of the Packers defense. Uh, the way he picked them apart, uh, Ty and Gary, uh, he once they started to commit to throw the ball and go to those short outs, some of the play action that they ran, uh, they did run the ball somewhat effectively. I mean, Adrian Peterson didn't really get as lathered up as as, as they had hoped, I'm sure. But uh, because uh, between uh, Peterson, who only had four carries and seven yards, Swift had only seven carries and 24 yards. I mean, the Achilles heel of the run game has been, for the defense, just you know horrible. And today, the the run defense wasn't bad. It was the it was just the pick you apart, the cut by you know death yeah. by a thousand cuts uh, offense that they had downfield today. For the uh, for the for the Lions, I mean, their longest pass play today was twenty three yards. 
But Bill, that's that's the that's the the great part of that by Detroit because what does that do? That keeps Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. Yep. You're right. Death by a thousand cuts. You're, you're absolutely right. Because they're not trying to score in a hurry. They're trying to keep Rod. They're trying to get some sort of ball control. And they're trying to use up the clock and just trying to mess. And they're mess up the timing of the offense with Aaron Rodgers and those guys. 855-830-8648. Real quick, let's go to David listening to us in New York City on the Radio.com app. David, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, this game, they started to sputter at the end of the second half. And they came back in the third, and they scored a touchdown, and then there was a drive at the end of the third quarter that was scored, I believe, um, at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And I think that's the first time this season where the offense hasn't been um, completely um, lackadaisical in the beginning of the second half. So I'm really glad that they didn't allow that um, loss of momentum in the second half to impact how they played in the third quarter. Because like in the game against Tampa Bay, they lost a little bit of momentum, and the wheels just came off. And this time they came off strong in the third quarter and scored effectively two touchdowns, I believe, if you if you include the one that was at the beginning of the fourth quarter was part of that drive in the second quarter. So I'm really glad that they've gotten that monkey off their back. I'm concerned about the defense being complacent and just getting too relaxed. And then special teams, um, they should fire that guy. And, and someone in there who can, who can coach the special teams because that's going to kill us in the playoffs. It really is. But I'm glad the offense didn't let what happened in Tampa Bay happen in Detroit uh, of all places because Detroit, no matter how bad the Lions are, they often are a very tough out for the backers. David, appreciate the phone call. Uh, over the last six games, the Green Bay Packers defense Averaging 20.3 points per game. A little bit higher, obviously, today, but 20.3 points per game. We can talk about that when we come back. It's against the likes of San Francisco, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit. Uh, It's not a juggernaut, but 20.3 points per game is what they're giving up. Does that get you to a Super Bowl with this offense looking as smooth as it looks right now? Stay tuned. Packers get a win 31-24. Got a lot more of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up right after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. They're in the postseason. They have clinched the NFC North. They have 10 wins. They're the top seed in the NFC as of right now. 31-24, your Green Bay Packers. They get the win over the Detroit Lions. I'm Bill Michaels. Welcome back to the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Gary Ellison alongside. And uh, I'm getting the sense as I sit here and read all of the comments Are they they freaking out like me? I'm not freaking out, but are are they sound like me or what? Well, as I go through that resume and I say NFC North champions again, they've clinched a playoff spot, top team in the NFC. If the playoffs were tomorrow, they'd have the first round bye, and there's not one person that cares about it. 
Not one. It is all, they all say, here it comes. We're going to the postseason. We're going to lose in the postseason because. Now, I ask you this, Gary. Are we looking at a team that truly, we we know the end is coming, okay? Where we really, really 100% believe that we know the end is coming. Or, as you've always put it, Wisconsinites always want to set themselves up for the worst because that way they can say, see, I told you so. You know, because right, of the right. fear that you're going to lose. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I, I don't know, Bill. Let me, let me just hear your thoughts. I mean, I, 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 I share my soul. Where, 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 are you, where are you at with all this? I think that this defense is a top 15 defense. I think that this defense is probably going to cost them more games. It's going to win them. But I think uh, the old adage is on any given Sunday, if this offense plays just stellar and the defense gets a turnover or they just get a couple of couple of stops here and there throughout the postseason, they can do enough to win. I To me, it's it's why not Green Bay. Kansas City, for, for everybody touting Kansas City as the best team in the National Football League, and that very well may be, well, I tell you what, they have a lot of close calls, and there's at times they just look. Now, they've got so much talent, they can overcome that. But they just look like they could be had at some point or another. You know, it's like they're not perfect. There's no team that's perfect. I think the closest team to depth of perfect might be Pittsburgh and not Kansas City because I think Pittsburgh's yeah, got it on all sides. Pittsburgh is, but well, Pittsburgh can't run the football. So I don't. Yeah, right. I, right. So I'm kind of no like, well. team, you're right. Right. So I'm kind of like, well, you know what? Do I think the Packers could do it every week against a really good team? Probably not. But I think if if they get a first round bye and all they need is a couple of wins, I think they could do it. And well, but they get I, look, closer, yeah, they would get closer. But I also think that this Packers team could, and more so this defense, could absolutely break your heart. But the one thing that I keep coming back to is not the defense. It's what does Aaron Rodgers do against a really good team? Because if we see this team, he throws a pick or a pick six, and all of a sudden him and Matt LaFleur play calling-wise and he goes into a shell, it doesn't matter what the defense does. It's over. It's over. So if Aaron Rodgers and the offense play – because right now it's like watching just a a masterpiece. It is flowing. It is – it's spreading it around to everybody. It's it's just – it's like just fluid. It's just like just watching a thing of beauty. If that guy's not the lead of the MVP coming out of this weekend, I don't know who is, because Patrick Mahomes threw three more uh, interceptions today. So I, I I just I look at Aaron Rodgers playing with ease and grace and and just knowledge, and it's like he just hit the zone. So if he can't do this, then it doesn't matter what the defense does. But if he can, the defense doesn't have to win you a game. They just have to help you out. And so I say, well, why not? Well, here's my fear, and it really happened today, is, and maybe you go back and look it up, Now I tried to keep track of it, and I got so just frustrated I stopped. How many defensive stops did Detroit get on our offense? Because to me, that's the telltale sign. Because it feels like every time we have the football, we have to score. The Packers caught it twice. Okay. So it. it feels like every time we get the football that we have to score. So if, if other teams are getting stops and it feels like our defense can't stop anybody, they're scoring while Aaron Rodgers is sitting on the field. And that's what happened in the Minnesota Vikings game. They went toe-to-toe. The Vikings scored almost in every possession, but the Vikings got a couple. But I think the Vikings only got maybe, Bill, two, maybe three stops in that game. Mm-hmm. That was it. 
And then that was the game because they scored on every possession that they had, I believe, in the second half because right. we couldn't get off the field. If we, if the Buccaneers come in here and get some stops against Aaron Rodgers and then Tom Brady goes and scores, that puts pressure on our offense. And you're right, Rodgers can't throw picks. Just can't. Right. So today the Packers defense gave up the uh, first touchdown and then they forced two punts. Then they gave up another touchdown, and then obviously the, the clock expired. So they gave up a touchdown, two punts, and a touchdown. Then they uh, And remember, only, the uh, Lions only ran three plays in the third quarter, and they forced a punt. Then it was a touchdown they gave up, and, and that was a 13-play drive, the Packers. So the Packers are kind of all or nothing. Packers 11-play drive for a touchdown, three and out, six and out. Then an 11-play drive for a touchdown. Then they got out of it. And then they gave up. Uh, it was a three, three and out. They got off the field. Then it was a thirteen play drive and a seven play drive for the field goal. And then they got off. That was it. That was the way the game ended. So not awful, but at key moments, that's what I'm saying. At key moments, it seems that's like that's when they give it up. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so when you're doing those three and outs, and you let's just say you're giving Russell Wilson the ball, you're giving Tom Brady the ball. Uh, you're giving, uh, I would say, McVay and Jared Goff the ball. I mean, that, that, though, that's who you're giving the football back to, Bill, when you get to the playoffs with our defense. Right. Just mind you. 855-830-8648 if you want to chime in. What, what are your thoughts? 855-830-8648. Let's go back to Jim in Chicago. Been on hold a long time listening to us on the Radio.com app. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing great tonight. How are you guys? Doing well. What's up? Excellent. Excellent. Well, here, here's the thing. You know, I, I recognize the frustrations with our defense, and I acknowledge that. I understand that. But uh, really, we're, we are where we are with them right now. And, uh, you know, the, the, the tweet you talked about earlier about the fire good goods, you know what, let's, let's just pump the brakes on that and, and, uh, and take a step back. Because we are at the top of the NFC right now. And uh, – the, the reality is, if whoever gets that top seed in the NFC has two games to the season. So we're in the driver's seat for that. And, uh, you know, the key is we got to win the next game. Um, you know, and the, and the thing is, you know what, I, I, I think that for saying you know, the, the defense is going to be what it, it, it is. And the thing is, we need to uh, control the I mean, basically, what our key point is. We need to control the time of possession. So, I mean, it kind of falls on Rodgers, and Rodgers is having a great year this year. So, I mean, we're catching the, the time of possession. We're going to win those games. And, uh, you know, like today, MBS stepped up huge. You know, we've been down on him kind of all year. And he stepped up huge. He had some great plays. And, you know, so at the end of the day, we, we need to control the clock. And uh, I think, we, I think we, can, we can take it. You know, why not us? Like you said, Bill, why not us this year? That's kind of my battle cry is that it, it's like it, it really is because if, if I had to pick a team to win it, I don't know who I'd pick right now. It's kind of the flavor of the day. I think one of the team that's teams that's been hard charging has been um, the Rams. I think the Rams are a really good team. They're four and one in their last five games. They went won a couple to uh, back to back nine and four. They're able to run the football. Goff just it's kind of like there they've got a defense that can win a championship. Goff just has to do, has to do enough. To get them there, Seattle, their 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 defense and, and offensive line is terrible, 
and I just don't know how they're going to be able to do it like that against really good teams throughout the uh, postseason. I think Tampa Bay is really good, but we've all seen that you know Tom Terrific has flaws. Hell, they're only two and three in their last five games. Uh, the Cardinals are a good football. Minnesota right now is playing good football. Uh, they're three and two in their last five. They got a win today. But they're also the only team in the postseason right now with a negative point differential of negative 22. While the Packers, uh, the Saints are the best with a, a positive 103. The Packers are number two with a point uh, or with positive 87. So you kind of look at all these teams and you're like, who's the best? I can't tell you who's the best because everybody's got a flaw that you can counteract in some way, shape, or form. Gary, yeah. I, I just well, I can't tell you who's the best is. Well, right now the Green Bay Packers are the best. That's why they had the number one seed. Let's just, but you, you you're right when it's it's just so much parity in today's NFL. It, it just is. I mean that's just the way it is. And you're not going to build that perfect team. Um, you talk about uh, Kansas City. Uh, did they win today? Uh, Kansas City, I was, let me, yeah, they, yeah, they did. They did yeah, they could, because and, they threw, uh, he threw three picks, Ma, but they still beat Mahomes, uh, the Dolphins. Mahomes threw three picks. Yeah. I would ask you this. If Aaron Rodgers throws three picks against the Dolphins, could they win that game? I don't think so. I don't think so, so we, because that so, means they're not scoring every time. Right. And so we can say, you know, Mahomes didn't look good, he, and, and, and he didn't look good. But the fact of the matter is, can Rodgers throw three picks against the Dolphins, and do you think that they can win that game? And I, I agree with you, Bill. I would say no. There's no way. Right. There's no way we could do that. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, two touchdowns, three interceptions, 393 yards, 24-34 on the day. And Tua played well, 28-48, 316 yards, a couple of touchdowns, but also a pick to his name. It was a good game, but uh, Kansas City ended up coming out on top of that one. And we don't have to worry about Kansas City, obviously, because they, they're way over there. We right. just got to worry about, you know, the teams in the NFC. And, and right now, we're the kings of the NFC, and we're flawed, and so is everybody else. Right, no doubt. Let's go to Al listening to us in Philadelphia. Al, what's going on, man? Hey, good evening, fellas. What's up? What's happening? Um, um, I don't have no gripes about what I saw today. Um, we went into a place where we struggle. Usually when we go in there, um, we had our moments, but the offense looked really superior today. I like how they got Tavon Austin involved in the beginning of the game. Um, you're going to definitely see him more involved, I think, throughout the rest of the season. Um, is it me? But it feels like they really haven't unleashed Aaron Jones. It's like they're holding him back to like they want to use him later on in the season, which I, I like. I like that. Because you got teams that probably want to sit up there and want to game plan against Aaron throwing the ball all the time. But I think it's going to come to a point where we really want to run him more than what we usually do. Um, so I don't have no complaints about the offense at all. MVS had a heck of a game. I tip my hat to him comparing, you know, considering how inconsistent he's been throughout the year. Um, again, no gripes with the offense. Defensively, um, I hate to piggyback and just sound redundant like with everybody else, but they are where they are. Um, I just, I don't know. It's like you pick your poison. At one point, you want them to be aggressive, but when you're overly aggressive, then you give up big plays. But then you don't want to give up big plays, so you stay off the receiver, you play passive, and they just dink and doink you, like you said, um, death by a thousand cuts. So it's kind of like you pick, you, you darn if you do and you darn if you don't. But I'd rather, as long as we score more points than the other team, I could care less, to be honest. 
But that's not all. But, but that's not all that's bothering this team. Special teams is also right. a, situ- a problem with this team as well. Yeah, special teams over the last few weeks has not been good. There's yeah. been return after return after return. Not, and I was yeah, really kind of hoping to defense. see. I was really kind of hoping to see Tavon Austin kind of take a punt today and do something with it. You know what I mean? I was hoping he had that. You know, he. I mean, he did. You know, the smart thing. Obviously, called for a fair catch and such. But you know, and then let one hit. But I, I was really kind of hoping to see something different. I guess might be uh, the better word out of the uh, out of the special teams today. You, you know, Bill. Here, here's my my whole thought on this this whole Detroit Lions thing. It's a place that where we always go and we don't play well and stuff always happens. Okay, I get that. But the way I look at the Green Bay Packers is. Are the same things happen to them every single game? So nothing really fluky happened in Detroit like it normally does. But what I did see is the same things that have been going on with the Packers on the defensive side of football and on special teams. So that's got nothing to do with the Packers going to Detroit. That's real. You've been seeing that all year long. Now, if there were some plays where the ball flipped up in the air, this guy tipped that guy, tipped that ball, and they caught it for a touchdown, now it's tied. Yeah, those are the fluky things that happened in Detroit. None of that really happened in Detroit. What we saw is the Packers still being the Packers that we have seen all year long, which is fine. We're in first place. I guess I should enjoy it. We're in first place. We won the NFC North, and we're in first place in the NFC with a number one, with a, with a number one seed with a bye. I guess mm-hmm. I should be happy about all that, but it's still the same Packers that we have seen. The problems are still there that we've seen all year long. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We're running a little bit late, but we'll come back. Get your phone calls. Get your thoughts. Get your tweets. Get your Facebook. All that kind of stuff. Give it to us. It's the Green Gold Post Game Show. Packers get a win, thirty-one twenty-four. They go to ten and three. They clinch the NFC North. They're the top seed in the NFC. We've got more coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. From the line of scrimmage to the end zone. What was the drive of the game? It's time for the Chevy Drive of the Game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. The drive of the game. The Packers get a win 31-24. They knock off the Detroit Lions. But you go to that third quarter. Aaron Rodgers culminates this drive with a six-yard scamper. Rodgers, stepping, running, looking to get to the pylon, and he's in for the go-ahead touchdown. Second rushing touchdown of the season for Aaron Rodgers, and the 30th of his career. This one puts Green Bay on top. So there you have it. That that drive, the drive of the game, 14 plays, 14 plays, 75 yards, 849 taken off the clock. And the Packers went up uh, in that contest at 30, or excuse me, 21-14, and that gave them the lead, and they pretty much never looked back. But that's the drive of the game. And the drive of the game is uh, brought to you by our friends at Chevy. Chevy, check out what's new with the 2020 Chevy Silverado and your local Chevy dealers. Go to WisconsinDriveChevy.com. That's WisconsinDriveChevy.com. 
Gary Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And uh, and I want to go back to Aaron Rodgers for a minute, Gary. Um, and, and I'm watching uh, the uh, you know uh, Sunday night in a, you know in America you know leading into the Sunday night football yeah. game. Yeah. And they're talking about Rodgers. Is this the best he's ever played? That's the question. And I thought mm. I I don't know if That's it's the question. best because what I saw in 2011 was amazing. Yeah. But but. I think this is the best because he – and I, I don't want to demean anybody on the team, but he's doing the same, if not more, with less talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. and But I, I would say this, though, the system may be better than what it was under McCarthy. The, the, the play design, how you set stuff up, how you run plays off other plays, the deception of everything makes up for Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, Jermichael Finley, James Jones, Jordy Nelson. The, the, the way things works makes up for the players that you have or that you had when he was doing that. Um, and then, so now he is, I, I would say, it may be the best football that he's ever played because I think he's m- more of a thinking man quarterback than ever before. Because right now, and he does every once in a while. He picks out Devontae Adams. He's going to throw it to him anyway. But right now, this th- this is a system really predicated on, you know, a number of guys. And I don't, I don't know how many guys he threw to today, but I think there have been some games where he had thrown it to like eight, nine guys in uh-huh. a game. I don't know if he did that quite that often in that year. Uh, we had David Bakhtiari on our show uh, um, maybe two or three weeks ago when he said that under Mike McCarthy's offense, it was just predicated on one-on-one matchups. So right. they had to block just so long, just so Jennings can go beat that guy, or just so Jordy Nelson can go beat that guy. So everybody had to win – they're one-on-ones. And this offense is really more predicated on um, the design of the play and which you don't need all those, you know, top-type or top-tier-type receivers. Does that make sense? Yep, I get it. Um, by the way, to answer your question, he completed passes to eight different receivers today. And that's pretty to eight good. different guys. That's yeah, that's awesome. That's spreading the ball around. Yeah, uh, let's is. go to Ty- Tyler listening to us in New Berlin on our flagship station out of Milwaukee, twelve fifty AM. The fan, Tyler, how you doing? Good guys. Um, I have two kind of long-winded points, and I'll try to get through them as quickly as I can. Um, first of all, I'm kind of happy to hear about the calls. At least they seem to be somewhat positive that we won today. That's usually not always the thing after a win, but I know a lot of people kind of want to keep beating the dead horse of this defense and there's two games that I would go back to that you look at first the Colts game in the first half of that game our defense caused two turnovers and I would say they played kind of well now in the second half is totally different they didn't play well and I wouldn't defend them that they did play well but what I would say is if you look at our offense we had two to uh two three and outs a special teams turnover turnover on downs and if Aaron Rodgers looks to his right on that last drive we win the game because Bobby Tanya's wide open in the end zone the second game that I know a lot of people are talking about is this Titans game. And people keep going, well, I want to see how we do. I mean, you can book it. Derrick Henry's going to run for 125 yards, probably score at least a touchdown or two. But you know what? If we win the game 35-20, to 20, 
are you upset? Who cares? I mean, who cares? Right. that's kind of what I would say. Yeah, who cares? That's the game that a lot of people are circling to say whether or not this defense can do enough to sustain, and I agree with you that if Derrick Henry runs for 125 yards and, and puts one in the end zone, you'll win the game. What you don't want is long, sustained drives with Derrick Henry just beating you up and over and over again. Rodgers off the field. And, yeah, and keeping Rodgers off the field, and he ends up running for two touchdowns at 160-something yards, and then they throw for two touchdowns because then you're talking about an entirely different ballgame. Is that it? Yeah. And no, you're okay. right, Bill. What, what did Derrick Henry do today, Bill, just since he brought him up? I mean, yeah, you're right, Bill. You're exactly right. If if Derrick Henry comes Well, they play the control. Jaguars today, too, though. But so Derrick Henry uh, ran for 215 yards and two oh, touchdowns. Jesus. So, Jesus. I mean, But you're right, was... Bill. If he comes in and controls the clock, Derrick Henry does, then you got a problem. Right. Yeah, no, I, I that that I 100% agree with. Uh, we got some more people on hold. Stay tuned. I promise we're going to get to you when we come back. Packers get a win. They clinch the division. They clinch the postseason. They're the top seed in the NFC as of right now. 31-24. They knock off Detroit. They're 10 and three. Stay tuned. We got more of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up next. Border to border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Yeah, that hurt. Don't it, it's tough out there. So who got banged up? Today's injury report. Sponsored by Tayback Law. Veterans, if you feel you have been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. Well, today the Green Bay Packers get a win, and they did it rather cleanly. 31-24. They go to 10-3 and in the season. They clinch the NFC North again. And they did it uh, with uh, very few injuries. As a matter of fact, they only really had one significantly, uh, if you want to call it that. It was just a hip injury. He left. He was questionable. Shannon Sullivan. And that was really it. Uh, other than that, I mean, uh, we never did find out uh, why Rashawn Gary wasn't playing nearly as many snaps uh, in the second half of that ball game. But uh, Rashawn Gary uh, not on the injury report. So uh, the only injury today, Shannon Sullivan, he has the hip injury. and he was His return was questionable in the game. And it's sponsored by Tayback Law Firm. Uh, veterans, if you feel you've been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. That's T-A-B-A-K, TaybackAttorneys.com. Again, TaybackAttorneys.com. Let's get back to the phone calls, and uh, let's go to uh, Marcus listening to us on the north side. Marcus, how you doing, man? What's up? Hey, how are you guys doing tonight, man? How you doing, Doing here? great, buddy. Hey, man, uh, I just have two points. Uh, talk to me off the ledge on this. Uh, with the special teams, um, is it too late to get a different coach? Because I remember under McCarthy, we had a similar situation where the special teams were just, you know, you, you just can't do that. Because if we're going to get to our ultimate goal as far as winning a Super Bowl, you can't have this. You can't have these runbacks like that. And I think, I don't know if it's fundamentals or people are not being in the right place, but maybe that's not the guy. And my second point, Gary and, and, and Mike, is this. What is going on with every time we're successful on first and second downs, why is it on down and distance? And this is the same thing that did happen with that Philadelphia game. Why is it when it's over 10 yards to go, uh, let's just say on a third down or even a fourth down, let's say, let's say it's fourth and 15, fourth and 20-something. Why are we rushing three people? If, if you got that far, why don't – if I'm going to lose a game, if I was on the field or playing – if I'm going to just sell out, 
because the shorter you shorter time in my understanding of football, I'm 51, is that the shorter time you give the quarterback to throw the ball. If I'm an all-out sellout and this is the end of the game, why not sell out and win the doggone game? Let's go all in on it. But the Packers do the same old four, three guys running, rushing one guy, and they still get open. Talk me off the ledge about that. I'll hang up and listen. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. I guess, Gary, and, and if I could do this, two words, Greg Williams. And you saw what he did. For I mean, the Jets have nothing to lose. <laughs> right. And against against Las Vegas, it was down and just, just like you said, it was like a it was it was a fourth and a mile, and he went zero covered and just blitzed it, brought everybody, brought the house, and it was man to man on the outside. Pass goes down over the top. They get burned. Game winning touchdown. It's over, and he's fired the next day because every defensive and he should have been, and he should have been. You try to keep everything in front of you, and and I'm not saying look, it's right. Uh, should they rush uh, a blitzer? Should they bring somebody? They don't have to bring an all out blitz the way Williams did, but I, I you know, I, I don't. Uh, I that's the that's the defensive coordinator's worst nightmare is if you go for it and you play, just stick with what got you there. That's they're going to get loose on one of these man to man matchups, and you're going to end up looking like a fool because you didn't just try to play to keep everything in front of you. And, well, but I agree with it's frustrating with uh, as a fan to watch. Right, and here's a Greg Williams situation why he was fired because that was a hail mary type situation. Yeah, and you have a hail mary defense. You know what that is. Now it will be it will be similar to how the Packers lost to maybe Seattle the catch and no catch. Or the Hail Mary pass that Richard Rodgers caught right against the Detroit Lions, yeah. right? Uh, in those situations, you got to be in a prevent defense. You got to have you got to have your Hail Mary defense in. And Greg Williams didn't do that, so that was the difference. In with, in the Green Bay Packers, they're just playing prevent defense, but it's not necessarily a Hail Mary type situation. I don't know if you remember some years back, Bill. Uh, Bill Belichick used to put Randy Moss in on those type situations on defense. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was a jump ball, and he thought he could get up and get those jump balls. With the Green Bay Packers, it's not like that. It's, 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 it's a down-and-distance type situation. And I get if you think that they should be rushing more than playing prevent. That's just who Mike Petten is, and we're just going to have to live with that, I guess. I mean, I, I think today – and I had to get my good friend Ben Fennell uh, on this. But I think today I saw them blitz, I thought, more than they ever have on obvious passing situation. Because I think a couple times they brought DBs up the middle. Uh, di- didn't um, didn't Savage get a sack today, I believe? I, th- I think there were a couple. Amos was in on a couple of plays yeah. there in the backfield. Amos, I, saw well, I tell you bring, what, he brought it today yeah. too. I think I saw a, a couple DBs in on plays where they were blitzing, I thought, way more than they ever have all year long. Yeah, because Savage had a sack today. Rashawn Gary had a sack today. Uh, Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry both had a sack today. But, yeah, they brought Savage up the gut. Yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. 855-830-8648. As to what percentage it is, I, Correct, like you said, Ben yeah. Fennell, one of these guys are going to have to kind of look yeah. at it. I won't see the right. film until Tuesday. Uh, let's do this. Let's go to uh, Brent listening to us in Charlotte. Brent, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing great. I'm the uh, kind of trademark uh, Tausch and, and Allen in the evening. 
Mm-hmm. I'm a leap watch holder, uh, seen ticket holder. Names in the bricks twice. The defense did better tonight. They're not perfect. What do we need it for? What do we need the defense for? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mr. Allison, did you play with Larry Banks as a freshman at at Madison? Larry Banks? Yeah. Yeah. No, I played with Larry Emery. Oh, he was uh, like a defensive tackle. Yeah. His dad was chancellor at UWS. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently he played his freshman year. I, we're the same, same age. Okay. And he, got, he got kicked out and went to UWS. My brother was... UW what? Superior. They don't oh, Superior. Oh, that's anymore, it's cold up there, buddy. Uh, you ever heard of the Vianney Twins? Their younger brother played for the Patriots. Yeah, I heard of them. Yeah. yeah. They're badass. That's who I was a practice dummy for. Well, I mean, we all got to be practice dummies every once in a while, you know. I <laughs> well, mean, if you play football long enough, you'll be. A, I was a practice dummy for a, a lot of teams. Yeah, but you're Mr. Jordan. So. Anyway, yeah, anyway. The D just needs to show up. Right. And I have an interesting story about the lead watch. I'm a lead watch owner, season ticket holder, names in the bricks twice. I was always pissed off because I had number 29 leap watch. <laughs> Until this year, bro. What's number 29? What Packers had number 29? Uh, that's Kenny Steele's. Yeah. What? That's Kenny Steele's had number 29. No, he did not. No, what do you have? Kenny Steele's had 29. Dude, but this year it made sense because leap year. Is what? 29? Okay. Seven days before number 36. Oh, 30. Look at you. Rack me, brother. I'm on the Rack big show up. tomorrow. All right. All right. Thank See you, buddy. I'll call in. There you go. <laughs> I love it, Bill. I love these guys, man. He's dropping like old, 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 old school knowledge. Old knowledge. Right? Old yeah. knowledge. Right? He's going way yeah. back. And yeah, uh, happy about those bricks, baby. Yes. Yeah. You, yeah. Like, when you said UWS, know what UWS. I'm like, what is UWS? Did you? Yeah, did so, you? Superior. Did I, Bill, you've been up there, haven't you? That's your. I've country, been to Superior. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. Up, I've, yep. That's Menominee. Uh, that's all your is, area. Superior is beautiful. It's yeah. just at this time of year, nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> your pass? Nah, yeah. I let that one go. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll step back. We'll come back. We'll take a quick break. Terrell, you'll be first out of the shoot when we come back. The Green Bay Packers get a win 31 24. They knock off the Lions, go to 10 and 3 on the season. Stay tuned. We got more of the Green and Gold postgame show next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Looking right, throwing right. It is held on to. What a grab by Marquez Valdez. MBS today, six targets, six catches. Got it into the end zone as well. That amazing catch into the end zone. One of his best games of the season. 31-24, the Packers. They knock off the Detroit Lions. Go to 10-3 on the season. Joining us now on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline, our uh, our good friend Mike Clemens uh, and our Green and Gold Insider. So, Michael, they clinched. They're in the postseason. All seems to be well. 
And, Bill, I think that that's the best catch that Marquez Valdez-Scanling has made as a Green Bay Packer, particularly with a touchdown uh, on the line. Now, Devontae Adams, oh, by the way, he just breaks a franchise record set by Don Hudson, you know, almost 80 years ago. Isn't that amazing to yep. have any kind of a team record with all the changes that has happened in this sport? Devontae has a touchdown catch in eight consecutive games and is the new franchise leader. Leader. And after the game, we're talking to Devontae, and really the question was, what did you think of the performance, though, by your buddy, MVS? This is a guy, remember, MVS, who fumbled that ball in overtime in, in, the, in the onside kick against and lost the game against the Colts. What did you think about MVS today? It reminds me, honestly, a lot of my, my rookie year when um, I had a really, really slow December and then came out and obviously had a big game against Dallas. Um, it was something that people didn't necessarily, you know, they knew I had it in me, but they didn't necessarily see it coming. So to be able to overcome, um, you know, a lack of targets, not really playing the way you want to play and, you know, everything that comes with that, um, I, I take my hat off to him because it's not easy. I mean, even even for me, you know, not seeing any targets for the basically the whole second half until the end of the game right there, it's tough making plays, man, when you haven't, you're not familiar as much and you haven't been, you know, getting your hands on the ball. So, um, you know, even within one game, it can be tough. So, you know, I got a lot of respect for that man. Mike, and, and, you know, earlier today, you know, Bill and I were talking about Aaron Rodgers spreading the football around to a lot of different guys. And he's been doing that pretty much all year long in his Matt LaFleur's offense. Well, and Gary, and I heard you guys saying, too, on the show, listening down the line, is this the best Aaron Rodgers has ever been? To me, the guy that was flying around in 2010 and making just incredible throws was at the very best of his career. To me, about three, four years ago, he was off to that five-game start, and, and he, it looked like he had reinvented himself. He'd come back from the first collarbone injury, and he looked great until Anthony Barr ended his season. Right. Week five up in Minneapolis. That might have been the best Aaron Rodgers with all the experience. But this Aaron Rodgers right now says, you know, it's what I've got around me, too. And maybe they're not the biggest names, but Matt LaFleur gives everybody a role. You're going to have some kind of part of the game plan so that you know you always you're always thinking i'm going to get in there i got a piece of this and i'm going to touch the field and if somebody goes down then i'll be a little bit more warmed up and then and in the rhythm of the game like a mercedes lewis who was totally not used by mike mccarthy now for the last two years lafleur's got him a part of the plan here's what roger said about his team First of all, when you give a guy a role, you empower him. And when that, that player embraces that role uh, and makes the most of it, it, it lifts the entire squad. And I feel like when you have a guy, and I'll single him out again, uh, like Mercedes, who embraces his role, he's a wide tight end on the ball blocker. Uh, he occasionally gets a target, but he is an on-the-ball physical guy. And this, the standard that he sets and his approach and his professionalism, I think it sets a great example of what it means to be a role player. Mike, I know that uh, the Lions, while they were driving that Marvin uh, that Marvin Jones catch that was said it wasn't a catch, it certainly looked like one. They still ended up scoring, but not till two and a half minutes later. It seemed to be a little bit deflating for the Lions. Yeah, Marvin Jones always seems to come up with a big play against the Packers. He had four catches today, 48 yards. That 23-yard you're talking about down to the one-yard line on the left sideline that looked like his feet were in on the replay. And he talked about that play a short time ago in the Lions locker room, Bill. 
very difficult. It's just, um, I, I think, it, you know, when something like that happens, um, you know, you get more motivated, you know, to make another catch, you know. So right when that happened and they took that away, um, I was like, shoot, I want I want to get something again. So, um, you know, you just got to, you know, put it put it uh, behind you, um, you know, because it is what it is. You know, you can't you can't change it. Um, you know, they'll they'll probably look at it and holler at coach tomorrow and, you know, and, and tell and tell the truth. Yeah. Mike, and you know, when I look at quarterbacks and they break out and they start running the football and they necessarily don't see that guy coming from their blind side. He got Matthew Stafford got folded up pretty good by Clark. Yeah, it was I was a clean hit, but you know, it's it's physics, man. It's it's two hundred right. it's three hundred pounds, <laughs> you know, against with two twenty five. Matthew Stafford's got a bad back. Um he's a hell of a quarterback. He's the best quarterback that this Packers defense has faced since Philip Rivers and Tom Brady, and you saw the problems that he gave that defense today. Uh, he ended up finishing with a quarterback rating of 100. He's getting X-rayed right now. Chase Daniel, the longtime veteran, had to come in and talk about Matthew Stafford having to leave the game after that hit by Kenny Clark. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's, he's uh, honestly one of the toughest uh, guys and competitors that I've ever been on a team with. I mean, it's it's very well written about. Um, the dude's a warrior, and um, you know he's hurt right now. But I think he's he's gonna you know work whatever he's he's got through it, and uh, you know try to be out there for the team. And Mike, there's a lot of talk about look that third quarter specifically. They you know the Lions just couldn't keep up. It's because part of the reason is Aaron Rodgers just wouldn't allow the offense on the field. Thus, they couldn't just keep up with Aaron Rodgers. Right, and let me tell you this: I've tried to ask Matt Lafleur this a couple of times. Oh, so those drives you had in the third quarter. You know, you're trying to just clock the game, right? Keep the ball. No, I, I do not call plays to sustain drives and to take clock off unless, we're, unless it's under four minutes. I am always just trying to score. I'm trying to put up as many points as I can as soon as, soon as I could. So, I don't know, credit the Lions defense to dragging those out for 14 plays. They did run a lot of plays to Jamal Williams. I don't know why they didn't use Aaron Jones as much as you would think in that game. A lot of your listeners asking us about that. And Daryl Bell, the interim head coach, talked about the Lions falling behind in the second half. You know, you're going up against a great offense there and a great quarterback. I think we did get them in a couple of, uh, you know, some long situations that they were able to get, you know, to, to convert those into uh, shorter situations. Uh, got to do a better job on third down, make those a little bit longer so, uh, so it's harder to convert some of those. Uh, but we'll go back and we'll make those corrections and look at it on tape. Packers defensive back Shandon Sullivan had to lead the game with a hip injury. Don't know how severe that is. Rashawn Gary was not on the field a lot of those defensive series later, and I, I don't know why. Uh, I don't think it was an injury. I didn't have anything from the Packers on that. But in the meantime, Packers are you know have clinched the spot in the playoffs. Well, and everybody normally would be extremely happy about it, Mike. Do, do you get the sense, and just from what Gary and I are feeling, that people are just waiting for the other shoe to fall once they get to the postseason? Yeah, that's it. You know, um, you know, can you beat New Orleans? But, hell, you know, the Eagles gave them a pretty good run for their money today, too. Yep, no doubt. Mike, good stuff as always, pal. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill and Gary. There you go. Mike uh, Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us with some of the postgame comments uh, after the fact. The Packers get a win 31-24 to go to 10-3 and on the season. They clinch the NFC North. They clinch a spot in the postseason. They are the top seed as of today in the NFC. And if the NFC were to start, the playoffs were to start tomorrow, they would have the first round by as uh, the Saints got knocked off 
by Philadelphia a little bit earlier today, which is still a little bit unbelievable to me, but, uh, hey, uh, you absolutely positively take it. And they still have Kansas City on the docket. Uh, they ended up losing to the Eagles 24-21 in Philly. we got another hour yet to go. Hang in there. Promise when we come back, trail on the north side, you're going to be our first out of the shoot. Stay tuned. A lot more, a lot of your reaction as the Green Bay Packers win the division, clinch a spot in the postseason, top seed in the NFC, and they beat the Detroit Lions. He's Gary Ellison. I'm Bill Michaels. we got more right after this. Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. They clinched the NFC North. They are going to the postseason as of right now. They're the top seed in the NFC. Welcome back. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Packers get a win, 31-24. They knock off the Detroit Lions over in Detroit, a place that traditionally, look, they get a win. You take it because it's a place that traditionally they don't really play well, nor do they come away with big victories. So you can kind of look at this and say, you know, this is par for the course for what it is they do with this, uh, this this NFC North divisional foe. So, um, you know, you take the win and you move on. I mean, we know the uh, same things we've been discussing all season long regarding some of the Achilles heels of this team. But, you know, I, I don't look at this as, you know, some of you are looking at this as just this, this horrible win because the defense didn't play stellarly. But I'm thinking this has always been a tough place to play. But the fact that you're coming out of there with a win at all is, is, is a pretty good thing. So, uh, I'm I'm excited about it, and then when you look around the rest of the NFC, you think, why not? Gary Ellerson alongside, and I don't know what what are you getting on your Twitter uh, feed right now, Gary? A lot of people's with the same thing. Yeah, I mean, and and it's asinine because you're not going to fire Mike Patton, and you're not going to fire a special teams coach. That's not happening right. right now. So just people need to just relax, bring it down a notch. That's not happening. So that's what I'm getting on my Twitter feed. That's what I'm getting on my Facebook page. So just, I mean, I, I get it because, you know, and I came on today talking about, you know, for me, it just, it still looked like the Packers that we've kind of seen all year long. And so, but I'm not asking for anyone to be fired. I'm just asking for the special teams unit to just get tightened up a little bit more, cut down on some of these explosive plays that they are allowing and I'm asking for the defense to try to cut back on some of the penalties that, that they're getting. Because I just think those two things, if I'm giving Russell Wilson, if I'm giving Tom Brady, if I'm giving Jared Goff, if I'm giving those three guys extra possessions, I know at some point they're going to hurt me. 855-830-8648. That's Gary's thoughts. Uh, I've given you mine. Let's get to your thoughts and get more people on the air and get your reaction to this contest. Terrell on the north side of Milwaukee, our flagship station out of Milwaukee, 1250 AM. Terrell, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on with you gentlemen? 
Doing good, T. Um, What's up, boss? Hey, I would say uh, I'm not going to complain about this win. Um, my thoughts about uh, the team and all that stuff has been noted already. So I'm not going to focus on that. What I'm going to focus on is what I uh, called in a few weeks ago when I said after they lost that game to the coach, it felt a little different. The language, the commentary that was coming out the locker room was something that caught my eyes. And I uh, brought that up to Gary about two or three weeks ago after that game. And um, even though the defense uh, still gave up some stuff and uh, special teams and all that, the defense is what it is. What I what I like is that they are getting after the quarterback more, more like they were last year. And I think if they can, you know, keep doing that type of thing, that they're going to be all right. And now destiny is in their hands. They got if they went out, they get the number one seed in the bye. Uh, same thing for Rodgers. I think he's catapulted himself into the lead now in the MVP race. Um, yeah, I would so, agree with that. You know, this 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 can be a magical year. Um, you know, it, 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 it's always going to be the same old Packers conversation because we see their flaws. We see where they're flawed at. We see, uh, we've seen them lose. We see our teams can try to attack them and beat them. But I just feel a little different this year. I remember Gary said something about maybe this was over a decade ago when he said he had an epiphany. Um, and that year the Packers went on to win the Super Bowl. And this was before they even got into the playoffs. Uh, I think it was after the New England Patriots loss, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, that you said that. And don't you recall, I think Charles Wilson had a meeting with Dom Capers that year too. Yeah. Towards the end. Um, yep. So it, it's a lot of things going on that you can't really put your finger finger on or, um, you know, put a, put a number to it about how can it affect the team. But I did like what I heard after that coach loss, and it made me start looking at this team a little different, even though um, I've been a proponent of saying that they haven't done enough. With Aaron Rodgers, like Gary always said, the famous quote, as long as you got a Hall of Fame quarterback, you give yourself a chance, and if you catch lightning, you can strike. So I, I, I like the way this team is all going to come down to matchups at the end of the day. We yeah. don't know who would be coming in if they, if they were to win out and get that by. We don't know what team's going to win or lose or who's going to be coming to Green Bay. You know, they might get a favorable matchup. You get a favorable matchup, you win. Now you're in the NFC Championship game at Lambeau. And I love to see that. So we'll see how it plays out. But I do like what I've been seeing since they've been playing after that loss against the Colts. It seemed like they took more ownership of it. They were more angry about it. And that's what I was waiting to see. So we'll see how it plays out. I think Torella was also optimistic. They turned the ball over three times, still tied the ball game. It took another turnover for them to lose that game. And offensively against we – that's all we talked about was, can they win in the trenches against a really good defense? And, and Indianapolis had a good defense, and they still were able to put up, what, 31 on them, I think, in that yeah. contest. So yeah. I think that when, when – you're, you're right. When Aaron Rodgers said – and, and and it caught our ear too that when Aaron Rodgers said, "Yeah, I, I, I kind of I know it sounds weird coming out of a loss, but I kind of feel good about some things or some things we learned today." You're right. That kind of flip maybe flipped the script a little bit on on the way they view things uh, as far as how they were feeling about coming out of that game. At least some self confidence. Maybe uh, mm-hmm. maybe if that's the very least, maybe it was self confidence. Appreciate the phone call. But then you go you go back to like you pointed out. You got Rashawn Gary. You got Preston Smith. You got uh, Kenny Clark. You got these guys at Area Smith. Talking to Mike Patton saying, hey, let's try this, let's try that, let's try to do a few things, let's simplify things so we're not doing as much. Now, how much of a difference has it made? 
you know, they'll know inside that locker room. Right. I mean, it seems right. to have made a little – like I said, right now they're averaging 20.3 points per game over their last five games given up defensively. Yeah. That'll win you a championship. Most of the time with this offense, yeah. that'll win you a lot of games. Yeah, that's so, a lot of points, though, Bill. Th- that is a lot of points. That's I mean, you'd like to keep it under 20. Yeah. But for this defense and the offense that averages over 30 points a game, that'll win you a lot of games. Yeah. And you kind of just, you just take that. Uh, real quick, let's do this. Uh, the hit of the game, Dean Lowry ends up getting the big hit of the game. He ends up getting one of these sacks against Matthew Stafford and company. Looks like he had a block of cheese for breakfast. I'm not even mad that he finished it. I was more impressed than anything else. Stafford under pressure, and there is Dean Lowry right on cue. Back-to-back weeks with a sack. There you go, Dean Lowry, the hit of the game, brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107, building and rebuilding America over 225 years. You can check out their apprenticeship opportunities. Go to Boilermakers107.com. That is Boilermakers107.com. 855-830-8648. This one's from Jack. It says, hey, guys, why are they seemingly saving Aaron Jones? Uh, it seems like they don't run him as much in the first half than they run him in the second half. Why can't he just have 20 to 25 carries in these games down the stretch? His legs are going to be the ones that are going to carry us. Well, first of all, I don't agree that it's going to be Aaron Jones that's going to carry you. He's going to be a big part of the game. Yeah. But the arm of Aaron Rodgers is going to be what's carrying this team yeah. from here on out. I mean, I, I, there's yeah. no, But why, why Gary, as a former running back, why would they save the legs of, a, uh, of, of your cash cow right now? Well, they, it's a stretch run. They think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and they need him. So they're saving him for the stretch run. I think you'll see a little bit more of him uh, as they get into the playoffs. Um, let's do this. Let's go back to the phone calls. We got Todd listening to us on the radio.com app over in Minneapolis. Todd, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm good, Gary and Mike. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. Good. Gary and Bill, I'm sorry. Great show. Grew up in Decatur, Illinois, original home of the Bears. Now live in Minneapolis and was blessed to be now a Packers fan. So a couple of comments, guys. Uh, number one, I was very encouraged at the offense, and uh, so Rodgers had eight different receivers. And when Favre first came in the league, he relied on number 84. And when number 84 got hurt and never came back, Favre became the quarterback that he truly was when he started spreading the ball around. So I'm very encouraged. Rodgers has always been that way, but it makes our offense you know, pretty much unstoppable. The other thing is, is other teams scheme, and they want to keep Rodgers on the, uh, on the sideline, and we want Rodgers – uh, on the field, obviously the score, but I think we have Rodgers on the field, so it keeps our defense off the field because obviously they have deficiencies. I, I would agree. I mean, you want you want to be able to run the ball, you want to be able to control the clock. They had a good time of possession differential at one point. I they they were like twenty something to ten minutes or eight minutes. It was like some ridiculous number, and a lot of that goes back to that long drive that they had in the third quarter. Uh, but your your best defense is your offense. It's keeping your, you know, they, they, their offense off the field. It's keeping your defense off the field. It's Aaron Rodgers with long, sustained drives. But the fact, Gary, that they're able to do these quick hitters, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been able to kind of move the, uh, I'm not going to say blow the lid off because they haven't done it enough downfield to really blow the lid off, but you have to respect him. And obviously, Devontae Adams, even on quick outs, he's got enough moves where he can break them into long gainers. So, I mean, they've got enough weaponry um, to beat up on these bad teams. That's going to be the next question, too, when they get into the postseason. What we were talking about earlier this year was not so much can they beat bad teams and, and teams equal to them, but can they beat those really good teams? And especially if they're down, do they have enough of that firepower to be able to come back and strike quickly? 
Yeah, and so that's what we don't know, Bill, about strike quickly with this team because we really haven't seen that yet. Um, but I, I would say this. I, I would say that um, th- th- there are a team that, that on the Matt LaFleur, and Bill, you talked about this, if they, if they don't get flustered, if they're not pressing, I think it's a team that has a lot of weapons, and if Rodgers stays within the system, that they can hurt a lot of teams. I think that, and again, I go back to I, I just every time we talk about the matchups and we talk about other teams, I keep thinking to myself, why not Green Bay? Maybe it's me building right. my own hope up in my own mind, but I'm like, well, why not the Packers? Right. Why not the Packers? Let's do this. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, Aaron Rodgers just got done addressing the media. Let's hear from him when we come back. Packers get a win. 31-24, they knock off the Detroit Lions. We've got more of the Green Gold Postgame Show coming up next. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Rogers looking right, throwing right. It is held on to. What a grab by Marquez Valdez. Packers get the win, 31-24. They knock off the Detroit Lions. They are the top dog in the NFC North. They are the top dog in the NFC right now. And why not the Green Bay Packers? That's That should be on the shirt. Just why not the Green Bay Packers? They get the 31-24 win over the Detroit Lions today over at Ford Field. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, had a hell of a day today. When you look at his numbers, man, his numbers were just flat-out amazing. Aaron Rodgers on the day. He ended up uh, in this contest uh, going uh, 26 of 33, 290 yards, three touchdowns, had a quarterback rating of 133.6, ran the ball six times, 13 yards, had a six-yard touchdown run. He did it all for the pack. And here's the quarterback after the game. There you go, Aaron Rodgers. Some really deep philosophical thoughts uh, upon that question. Some really good stuff coming from Aaron Rodgers out of the locker room. Packers get a win, 31-24. They knock off the Lions. When we come back, we're going to hear from the head coach, Matt LaFleur, as well. We still have to pick our MVP of this contest. Stay tuned. we got more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show coming up right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. His ninth touchdown reception of the season, and it's a two-score Packers advantage here in the fourth. Packers get the win. That was on Fox 31-24. The Packers knock off the Detroit Lions, go to 10-3 on the season. Uh, when we come back from listening to the head coach, we're going to pick our MVP, Gary Ellerson and I. It's the Green and Gold postgame show. Some deep thoughts coming out of Aaron Rodgers just moments ago, which I thought was uh, was interesting, and I will well, expound upon deep- that. Well, he's been deep thought all year long. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, okay. for him, it's it's he's really waxing nostalgic when it comes to the end of his <laughs> career, isn't he? Yes, he you is. Know? Man, man, he's really My contemplating goodness. that uh, whether it's the, the end of Green Bay or the end of his career. You know, saying he just wants to take it in. He just wants to enjoy. This sounds like a guy that's, you know, like closer to the edge than you would think. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's what it sounds like. Well, maybe he knows that it is. Maybe he knows that it's a couple more years, and he keeps talking about these roles that these guys are playing. What he is saying, i.e., I don't have Jordy Nelson, I don't have a Sports Illustrated cover, 
but the singular thing that we ask these guys to do, that they're great at what they do. Like, for example, yeah. Jordy Nelson can go across the middle. Jordy Nelson can block. Jordy Nelson can catch back shoulders. Jordy Nelson can go across the middle. But I may, out of these guys, I may have only one guy that can do one of those things great. And he's absolutely, that's the truth with the guys that he has now. And he's utilizing them. Right, no doubt. It's just it's just really interesting to listen to him talk. So we'll talk more about that coming up. Uh, Matt LaFleur met with the media after the ball game. Here's the head coach. So there you go, head coach of the Green Bay Packers talking to the media after the contest. And uh, let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break, come back, give you our thoughts on the MVP of the game and uh, kind of get you ready for the next game, which is on a Saturday night. It is not next Sunday. It's next Saturday. Packers get a win. They clinch the NFC North. They are the NFC North champions for the second year straight. 31-24 knocking off the Lions. We got more at the Green Gold Post Game Show coming up next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. And now the Green Bay Packers with one more knee will pick up their 10th victory of the season. And guess what? There is a tie atop the NFC for the number one seed. And the Packers have the tie break over the Saints. Matt LaFleur with his 23rd win in just two years. First Packer head coach to win 10 plus in each of his first two years. The NFC North champions again are the Green Bay Packers. The king in the north! The king in the north! The Kings of the North. Welcome back. Packers get the win. They knock off the Detroit Lions. Ten and three the Packers are. And next up on the docket comes the Carolina Panthers. Panthers coming into town in the Lambeau Field next Saturday night. Rain and snow possible in that contest. (laughs) Rain and snow possible. It is a, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a 7.30 start time. Uh, You and I, Gary, will go on here at 10.30 until midnight central time. And uh, time now for the uh, the MVP of the game. By the way, the MVP brought to you by our friends at Van Horn Automotive Group with locations throughout Wisconsin and Iowa. Family-born and employee-owned, excuse me, on the web at uh, VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. As easy as it is to look at Aaron Rodgers and what he mm-hmm. ended up today in this game. I mean, uh, 133.6 quarterback rating and, and everything that goes along with it. Could you say the best game of his career, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, six targets, six catches, 85 yards, that unbelievable catch for the touchdown. Would you want to give it to him? Devontae goes 115 yards on seven catches and a touchdown. Uh, would you want to – I mean, there's there's three viable candidates right there. Yeah. Who would you like to go with? I, I would say I would go with MVS. I mean, here's a guy that and, – and and you, you heard Rodgers talk about it. I mean, he could have just – bailed here really on the team and just could have sulked and because he didn't he didn't get any action for 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 two games and here's a guy that comes comes back fights for what he wants i mean he was making catches that he weren't making the way he made them earlier i mean he was high pointing the football he was he was catching the ball in his hands with very strong hands i mean to me it was night and day let's just hope he can stack this up bill and become a little bit more consistent because if they can do that, yeah, this guy most certainly can help them win the Super Bowl. Not get to the Super Bowl, win it. 
So the Carolina Panthers come a-calling. Marquez Valdez-Scanling is tonight's MVP of the game. Who will be next week? Who's going to step up? And, you know, I mean, uh, look, Carolina, a pretty decent team. I mean, I've just said all season long, I think they're a team that is not ready to win yet. But they're never going to stop fighting. They lost today 32-27 to a relatively bad uh, bad Broncos team, but right. uh, now we'll wait and see what the weather's going to be because I think it's going to be iffy throughout the week. We'll have to get closer mm-hmm. to Saturday, Saturday to make that call, but uh, from what I saw in the forecast, at least in the Milwaukee area and just uh, shades north, is they're saying you know the chance for pre- precipitation in our state is going to come again this weekend, so right. so uh, look, for, look for that to happen. So, uh, you know, again, I'm going to pound that drum all week long. It's why not the Green Bay Packers, you know, Gary? Let's pound it, bro. I'm with yep. you. Without a doubt. Hey, uh, I'll go back to Aaron Rodgers real quick. Sure. Does, does when Aaron Rodgers starts to talk and he starts to kind of wax about what you know he thinks about and how he's taking it all in and he's very calm and almost like he's just in a zone right now. But does it make you all of a sudden start to look? I mean, we've always said, "Well, Rodgers will be gone here. Rodgers will be on there. We'll wait and see." But all of a sudden, he's starting to talk like that book is starting to close. And it starts to make you – I don't know as a Packers fan, because you, you panic. You don't know what you got in Jordan Love because you're thinking to yourself, oh, my God, I, there's not many franchises that had had three, much less going for a fourth yeah. Hall of Fame quarterback in the fold. This is it. You know, yeah. you're, you're, he's starting to talk to you, and all of a sudden, if you're not listening, you're, you're missing the point that this is it. This is pretty yeah. damn scary if you're a Packers yeah. fan. Yeah, I mean, you are, and that's why – I think, or at least from me, I talk speak for myself. That's why I've been so critical of the Packers just this year, and they made me critical of the Packers just this year because you went and drafted Jordan Love. Otherwise, I really didn't have a a, a time frame in my mind when Rogers was going to leave. Well, I mean, I, I think they, you know, pushed that timeline up by going drafting Jordan Love, and I think they also pushed it up for. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, most folks don't think that they're going to sign him again after the contract that he has right now, and that'll be the end. So what you're trying to do is trying to figure out how to get this guy another Super Bowl or at least another Super Bowl appearance. appearance. Yeah. You're right. You don't know what's behind that. You just don't know what the next uh, no. what the next one is. So, yeah, no. it's just uh, it's amazing. So, anyway, long story short, it just as he started talking tonight, it was the first time it really hit me that – the end of the Aaron Rodgers era is closer is than close. a lot of us just want to believe. And we've just been completely spoiled by so much quality quarterback play for such a long time. Yep. Good stuff as always, Gary. And we got a short week as we got to do it again next Saturday night, man. Let's do it again Saturday night, Bill. Can't wait. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is Gary Ellerson. I'm Bill Michaels. One more time, the Green Bay Packers are the NFC North champions. They're the top dog as of right now in the NFC as well. It was the Green Bay Packers 31, the Lions 24. Time for us to get out of here. Have a terrific night. Zoop! station strong the bill michaels sports talk network we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.